but it's become such an uncomfortable subject that one at times, at times, is hesitant to bring it up. But race... Yes, it's now an ugly word, I think. Race remains possibly the most contentious issue in South African public life at the moment. And I bet you even as I say the word, uh, there's someone who's already reaching for the dial, rolling their eyes, saying not again with maybe a bit of a heavy sigh. But, But bear with me and persevere. Because the trouble with us, as my colleague Eusebius Makaiser points out repeatedly, is that we don't actually like to listen to each other. I think we're generally defensive, particularly on this issue, and we'll let others express themselves only really to be allowed to get to have our point of view to be heard. Uh, The sooner your interlocutor can finish speaking, the sooner you can talk. That's generally our approach to race. Our discussions are about race are almost always about the man and not the ball, so to speak. We're very quick to label, uh, to decide that this or that word, that tone, that look, that act, Action must surely mean an otherness, intended or not. Yet race really is skin deep. I mean, that's perhaps obvious. But, uh, and it doesn't for a moment mean that one should ignore uh, the centuries of injustice and continuing disparities in income and every other metric between lighter and darker skinned people the world over. We know that. But have a look at this month's National Geographic magazine. I think it's so instructive. They've got a special feature on race. Black and white, they're calling it. And the cover story has a pair of twins, two 11-year-old girls whose parents are a mixed-race couple. The father is black and the mother is white. And the girls are very much like their parents in that regard. The one presents black and the other presents white. But they're twins. See, genetically, like any siblings, never mind twins, as we now know, one can easily resemble the mother and the other sibling, the father. This is no miracle, but I mean, it's biology. But because we see people generally through the lens of race, uh, an artificially constructed concept, we marvel. And this is why I think Toni Morrison argues that racism is a distraction because it keeps you from doing what you're supposed to do. It keeps you from doing your work, as she says. So I, as a black man, for example, if I want to call out anti-white racism, I've got to preface everything I say by proving my black credentials. I've got to say, you know, I'm as black as the next guy. I, too, have been a victim of anti-black racism. I've got to qualify something that actually, on the face of it, is wrong. Anti-white racism is wrong. It's that simple. I shouldn't have to explain my blackness as if there's a world in which I could ever possibly uh, be complicit in my own oppression. But the world that we live in insists that I do. And it's a world in which we are constantly trying to prove the levels of our wokeness. You're either with us or against us. And then come these twin girls whose very existence, I think, shows us how silly we can be as human beings. Silly for not treating each other based on the content of our character rather than the color of skin. Silly for living in a world in which we want to pretend that ours is a world in which we are equal and are together on a level playing field. Silly for not acknowledging our shared horrific past. Silly for not daring to hope for a brave new world in which, as Michael Jackson, the singer, sang, if you're thinking of being my brother, it shouldn't matter if you're black or white.